podcast where we talk about things with one super special guest every week. Just sit back, relax, and hear us speak on This Is Happening, the podcast. Hey, welcome back to This Is Happening. Thanks for joining us. This is Eric Morris, and I'm here with special guest co-host Georgie Lee. Woo-hoo. I hope you missed me, guys. He hasn't had me on for a while. It's, a, it's, it's, it's <laughs> always such a treat. Unfortunately, you know, Doug is, is on assignment <laughs> and, <laughs> and not our assignment. Are they, are they <laughs> Another able, assignment. Unable to join today. He's meeting the fans in. Uh, what, what, where is your big? Uh, oh, he's in. Yes, he's in Indonesia. Indonesia. There was it's such a clamor for him there that we had to dispatch him <laughs> to Jakarta. <laughs> <laughs> we also have Yoshi the dog. Oh, yes, we have Yoshi the dog, and we have the lovely and talented Ryan Leslie Fisher. Hello. I love you, Ryan. Who's our I love producer, you. and, you know, and be quickly becoming, like, the best thing about this is happening. And dandy extraordinaire. <laughs> no, quite dandy. I build below Yoshi, but I am... <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know... We Yoshi to, is part of my be, body, so that's... <laughs> and this week's guest is a... Um, recent and frequent collaborator of Ryan Leslie Fisher, um, Trixie Little. Trixie Little is a wonderful burlesque performer who, um, you know, is an actress and does like a lot of experimental theater and things. And I've, I've just spent a little time immersing myself in all things Trixie Little by watching the really um, stunning documentary called Us Naked, mm-hmm. which is about you and your performing and life partner at the time, um, Evil Hate Monkey. Mm. Oh! <laughs> yes. Another lifetime. Did, <laughs> yes. Go figure it didn't work out with Evil yeah, Hate right. Monkey. Right, I mean, that's the lesson, right? Is don't marry monkeys. It's, it's yeah, I don't, 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 marry, don't marry, marry evil, evil, evil hateful. You introduced him at times as your trained monkey, and as it turned out, not so trained. Not so trained. <laughs> yeah. And also evil and hateful. <laughs> he's actually none of those things. He seems no, so he's lovely. not. He's but, a good, good person, um, yeah. But uh, yeah, so Trixie, welcome. Thank you. It's great to be here. Trixie and Ryan <clears throat> have been performing together of late. Um, Georgie and I saw them. We did. At Three Clubs, uh, MM Productions, Cabaret Show. Is that, is that a name? What's that called? The Carnival Cabaret. Carnival Cabaret, which, which, which is continuing through December on select evenings. Check it out, guys. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can check out MM Productions' uh, Instagram or, or Ryan Leslie Fisher's Instagram or things. Um, you know, to find out where it's playing. Yeah. MMProductions.com? Is that, a, is that a thing? Uh, no. No. Trixie, Trixie <laughs> had a very, very, very sexy performance with a giant balloon that's just mm. made her, she burst, well not burst the balloon, I just deflated it in my face. Yes, in her face. She uses a <laughs> huge balloon as like, very a, sexy. as like a, a fan, you know, much yeah. like Beyonce does. <laughs> I imagine it was just like, you know, it's just the analog effects, you know, so it's just mm-hmm. the deflating in my face. It's like a it's, great cum shot. It's, it's very sexy cum shots, I like that. Right. I, was think, <laughs> I was thinking of that, I'm glad you said it before me. <laughs> But it was so great. I had friends there that jumped to their feet. <laughs> yes, yeah. It was. I mean, it's it's a stunning effect, and I see that you've been you've used it before because it's yes. also in the film. Yeah. 
Um, but it's you know, one of my greatest hits. That it, act is like it's yeah, worth bringing it's back. It, I, it's clever <laughs> and, and the legs, the leg tricks, and everything. It was like. But first of all, it just started off like, oh, sexy burlesque dance. And then suddenly it's like, oh my God, she's an acrobat and a genius. <laughs> it was beautiful, beautiful, and very. And if you're in LA for Thanksgiving, yes. you can have the real treat of seeing Trixie and Ryan perform as part of the gorgeous trash Thanksgiving show um, <laughs> that the cabaret has collected. has a ring to it, doesn't it? Yes. <laughs> I mean, and they're depicting themselves as gorgeous trash on this flyer. Well, you know, this is like a little at. bit of like New York and Baltimore vibes coming to LA. This, this is, is such a New York vibe. Yeah. It really is a New York vibe. I love it. Um, and I'm from New York originally, so like I used to, you know, be steeped in things like this. And actually, one of the things I think I spoke to you about when I first moved to LA, I was gratified to see that there is kind of like an amazing underground, um, avant-garde, artistic community that, that does things like this. Yeah. If you look for it. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's not as well supported as things like this are maybe in New York or London, but if you look, um, there are, there's amazing performers and performances going on all the time in L.A., and the Cabaret Collective is, um, you know, looking to, um, to, to, Take to over do the world, that. Really. Yeah, so it's, it's actually Thanksgiving <laughs> night. Doors open at 8. It's at the seven. Down and Out. And shows 8-ish. Sorry, I'm sorry. Eight-ish, yeah. yeah, doors open at 7. So you get there after your, you know, oh, Thanksgiving so dinner. After your coma. After your yeah, you're, first yeah. you need coma. to have a nap before you go. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people like, like to go to a movie that night or whatever. Exactly. But you could also do this. And it's at the Down and Out Bar. You must downtown. do this. Downtown. Uh, 501 South Spring Street. You can find information, more information about it at TrixieLittle.com. Okay. <laughs> so Trixie, um, one of the things, w- what we try to do on This Is Happening is we, we do a little bit of a deep dive into someone's creative journey. Um, and, and it's also like a free-flowing conversation and, and we're, you know, we're free-flowing with, um, with libations, you know, even though it's the morning. Mm-hmm. But, uh, it's very advanced here. Undisclosed yeah. happening. time and undisclosed location. And undisclosed substances are flowing amongst us. Undisclosed. No, sponsored by, not it's, undisclosed. It's sponsored by Tito's and Casa Amigos and various other. Oh, and and uh, Rose. And well, Whispering Angel. Whispering Angel. Oh, we love a whisper. of an angel. Yeah. <laughs> In my mouth. <laughs> so, where are you from? Baltimore originally? Did well, I'm from that? Maryland, okay. different parts of, of Maryland. But uh, Baltimore is like where I live the longest, and it's where I became an artist. So, it is my um, artistic home. It is like where okay. well, I you did grow up in home. Maryland. In Maryland, yeah. And like Baltimore is like the biggest city. Like, I always went to Baltimore, you know, that was like. But I grew up on, mainly on the eastern shore of Chesapeake Bay, like very rural farmland, things like that. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's funny, we've had a bunch of um, performers uh, from Maryland, various parts of Maryland. Mm. Uh, the, it's a great place. The drag queen Sherry Vine is from Maryland. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Um, our friend uh, Julian Fleischer, um, who does a lot of stuff at Joe's Pub and cabaret uh-huh. things, and is, has a big band. 
He's also from Maryland. Justin yeah. Vivian Bond is from Maryland. Oh, I didn't know that either. Um, now Trixie Little. It's a, it's, a, it's a recurring theme. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's long legacy of amazing artists in Baltimore. And, and it is such a creative city. It's yes, such John a weird Waters. place. It's like definitely the city that formed me the most as an artist. Okay. You know? And then I feel like I kind of got my chops in New York, like, you know, working really hard, doing, just gigging. You know, yeah. I was there for like almost 10 years. And Yeah. So, so how did it start for you in terms of, like, what was your first, was it dancing, was it acting, what, like, what, what was your entree It was Delusions of Grandeur. Uh-huh. Yeah. It all began with Delusions yeah. of Grandeur. I, there's something that you say in the film, it's in the trailer, too, it's just, like, it's about dreams, oh, you know, yeah. and it's about, like, Make sure you dream big enough. Yeah, make sure you don't make your dream um, too small. Don't make your dream too mm, small. I love that. Because if you, if you <laughs> achieve it, then where do you go from there? Yeah. Uh, which I, I, God, that really, like, really spoke to me. I, I have to say, like, your film it moved me. I thought it was... Oh my God, do tell. I thought it was very, very <laughs> sad in a lot of ways. Because of the divorce. Yes. I mean, spoiler alert, the film ends at our wedding, which was like it seemed, very beautiful. So it seems like it's going one direction. And but then, actually it doesn't. It doesn't. seems like it's leading towards a breakup. It, it does, really, yeah. It, it shows you can see the, it. Yeah. the fissures. The cracks, the cracks are all there. The cracks are Mocking me are every very, time I watch it. I see. Oh, you know, and oh my it, goodness! And it's, and it's and it's like I thought this is a very brave chronicle of the yeah. disintegration of a relationship. And <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! The I thought I was making at the time. <laughs> no, no. Then, and then and then he proposes. And I was like, oh, how long is this gonna last? I'm like, right. Oh. And then they shoot the wedding. It's like, and then it ends. And obviously, you're still together at the end of that movie. I gotta add the scroll at the end. Like, <laughs> the update. Where are well, they, they now? Do, where are they? They now? do update. Yeah. <laughs> Because, oh yeah, when they write in the the the, the, the when this was released, they got divorced. Yeah. <laughs> one, one of the big themes in it is like the um, recurring. There's someone at the door. Is there someone at the door? Yes. Um, what do right, I do about well, this? We could take a quick pause. Let's take a quick pause. All right. Uh, now, word from our sponsors. Yes. Yeah, we get time for the sponsors to sponsor us. Oh, let's take take it away, Eric. <laughs> yes. All right, well, we were rudely interrupted by maintenance people um, for no reason. Knocking on the wrong door, for sure. <laughs> but, uh... You, you this, uh, this power, this uh, leadership quality, Eric, mm. that I think they just were drawn to your apartment. But then as soon as, as soon as they spoke to him, they regretted knocking on his door. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I, wasn't, I wasn't terrible. No, you weren't. No, you weren't, to be fair. I tried to help them. I mean, you know, they, they just were ill-served by other people. Anyway, <laughs> we're here. We're talking to Trixie Little, and we're getting back to your uh, the, the movie. And I said that it was it was sad because it do, it seems like it's leading up to a breakup in, in in a way, but it's also very brave. It's a it's very well documented. You made that for a very for a long time. I mean, it was shot yeah. over a period of many years. Seven. Um, and I Seven thought. Seven years. <laughs> I thought, you know, and I think it's a very well-made documentary. I think the director she did, did a an great amazing job, job yeah. with it. And I think that you also, um, it's, it's a brave chronicle of how hard it is to pursue your artistic dream. It can mm -hmm. be really, it can be a difficult road, you know, and, and, that, and that 
Amen. And that's yeah. and I related to that too. Yeah. You know, it's just like uh, you know what, like I I've pursued you know a career in film, television, theater, uh, new media, podcasting, whatever. <laughs> um, and it's you know it's it's a roller coaster. Yeah. And it's like and you commit to it and it's just like it it can be thankless it can be rewarding it can be amazing and it it's also be... frustrating i think it's so frustrating because often you can see people that that have zero talent or not as much talent as you or not as much charisma whatever it is just blow up and do amazingly or or someone that's like barely been in the industry that long and they just get lucky and whatever and you and it's it, like I always have to talk to myself like yeah. okay it's the journey I love what I do it doesn't yeah, matter exactly. I can't get mad that no, this doesn't don't, don't so you can't you can't compare but it's still it's 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 yeah. when you've been Especially doing from it from the outside it looks like you might look like someone is like you know, like, has just had, had the world hands to them mm, on, yeah. on a platter, and you're just like, what the fuck? Well, what nothing is what it looks like, that's for sure. No, exactly. never. You don't never, know never. from the, you know, like, what, you know, what someone sacrificed, who they murdered, yeah. who, right. who they had to get fucked, <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, to, like, make something happen, whatever. Yeah. Um, it's a, you know, but it, it anyway, I, I loved it, and I thought the element of your relationship, whatever happened with it, you know, was fascinating to watch you know just like like a slow moving train wreck <laughs> that you just no, it, was, watching. it was very moving at times too oh. and I think one of the things I was saying before we were interrupted was um, one of the themes of it is the burlesque um, hall of fame or whatever it uh -huh. is uh, awards in Vegas that's a yearly thing and you competed in it and it really follows you it shows the wrong year <laughs> in terms of well, you. It wasn't the wrong year. It was all a journey, right? Like, I competed five times to get there, and I was, you know, ultimately really satisfied when I won. Yeah. You, know? you see, this is a, a competition that that Trixie won. You know, you yeah. were the reigning queen of, of uh, burlesque, mm -hmm. you know, uh, just a couple years ago, a few years 2015. ago. 2015. Mm -hmm. And um, the one that we see in great excruciating detail is one where Evil Hate Monkey wins both, like, the king... Of of uh, boylesque of you know boylesque I didn't know that was a thing I love that boylesque and, um, mm. and then also wins like most comical so he like wins two awards he triumphs mm -hmm. um, and he's doing you know this this you know really seemingly entertaining mm -hmm. uh, performance on point uh, you know like um, oh that's impressive for a man to do point yeah he learned to do that and it's, it's interesting because you don't see him learning that at all like it's you you, you watch him like learning how to, like, flip a tassel, you know, on his, like, shorts and stuff like that. <laughs> you know, and, you, and you watch them learn, like, complicated tricks together because they're in this circus school for two years um, in Vermont um, as, as they also travel around the country doing gigs and stuff like that. Um, but so that's also kind of a surprising element because you didn't know, like, what his act was. We, we focus a little... Well, you know, I just want to say that, like, his category is a lot easier to win. I'm just going to say that. There's honestly, of like... Of course. Like, Because it's men doing burlesque. Hundreds of applicants. So even getting in to compete is, like, a thing. Yeah. The stakes That's are way different. Yeah. They're actually, you know, it's, like, a completely different thing. And it actually is, like, kind of... Um, the reason for the season is that the queen category, you know. So of course. there are three performers in his category. So the third person it's, came third. It's like a participation award. Everyone gets an award. Everyone gets a medal. 
Um, no, it's true because like no, he earned it. He's a fantastic performer. I they mean. don't show you that because like they they do depict like they show you little clips of a yeah. lot of the other women that are performing. And these are like legends. Of well, it's also a very nerve wracking thing because it's like it's the Burlesque Hall of Fame. It came out of a exotic world, which was a museum that was started, you know, by a woman named Jenny Lee, like out in the desert. And so she she you know was an old time stripper in the fifties and sixties. And then as they got older, they were kind of like all like putting their memorabilia up in her bar. And then she started collecting it. And then she started like turning it into a museum, like out in the desert, like between wow. Vegas and and L. A. And then her best, she got breast cancer. Her best friend, Dixie Evans, who was like the Marilyn Monroe of burlesque, like came and took it over. And then literally like she was running this like little like roadside attraction desert museum out in the middle of nowhere. Like you would honk three times and she'd come out, she'd like throw in a bow and ten minutes later she'd be giving you a tour of like Sally Rand's fans, you know. It was like, so Dixie started this whole thing basically to make money. So she started you know, in the 90s, like, doing this big competition yeah. out in the desert. And then eventually, like, they were all getting older and they had to move the whole, like, collection. Like, they decided to move it to Vegas and turn it into a nonprofit and, you know, professionalize and all these things. <clears throat> so then it kind of, like, you know, by that point, it had really grown. Like, you know, the first year that we went to it was... The last year was at the goat ranch, like out in the desert. And it was like, you know, real crazy scene. Like it was really wild, you know. So like it really, it's like we were we were part of that whole revival. You know, we were part of the revival of burlesque and circus. Like there was not this kind of this level of performance going on at the time, you know. And um, yeah, like the the competition. I guess my point is just that like it over the years took on like this different significance like it was always changing and then it, it eventually became this big thing that's like actually like at a casino in vegas and it's only your peers in the room so it's like the worst audience in the world mm -hmm. you oh know my gosh. it's like it is so much more nurse-wracking uh, to perform in front of people you know yeah than i could perform in front of fifty thousand people and well, not care it's only people that do and what you if, do exactly. we're gonna be like like they're right. judging you what you do like, yeah right. exactly not just like sitting back and just like enjoying the performance no. they're looking at all of the things yeah. and the technique and everything and yeah. there's an amazing um <laughs> history of you know burlesque and yeah. you know, from vaudeville and you know and you know you see it in the musical gypsy and, yeah. and all of that but uh, and you can really get the sense of like that this is keeping you know that tradition. Well, I've alive. always been an outlier in that field, right? Because my work has always been hybrid. So I've always been the weirdo. And even like a lot of us that got involved, I mean, there was like a lot of strippers from LA that were coming to compete, you know, out in the desert. But then really around that time, it was kind of like my my generation was coming in, and it was like it was a punk rock statement. You know, it was like we were choosing mm. to use our bodies sexually, to be smart asses, and to say whatever the fuck we wanted. To. You know, it was like, it was very, um, it was punk rock in the beginning, you know, it was, and, and one of my favorite, um, boylesque historians and DJs in New York, Scott Ewalt, like he always says, you know, that, that burlesque, like is, it was the original punk rock. He's like, because what it took those women. So even, even people doing classic stuff today, I think this gets lost on them because, you know, they're doing like gown and glove things and like, like it's really pretty. And I'm like, yeah, but like what, you know, what it took for those women to like take their clothes off yeah. in that society, you know? And like, yes, they were doing it in a classy way and all these things, but it was like some renegade shit, you know, it was not, 
Well, you might have and to supported like, you by know, general pack society. Up your shit and flee. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, right off to your performance. Because you're yeah. people up, you know. Well, and, and also like, like these women, they had hard times. You know, yes. it was like they're but they were making their own money. They were like doing those things. They were very like asserting themselves. Like it was a big deal. You know, and yeah. so I think that you know that that part of it is like what I've. I guess now that I'm kind of going to this next phase of my career, I've really doubled down on the fact that it's supposed to be rebellious. It's supposed to push on taboos. It's supposed to be doing all these things, mm. you know, by design. And that when you take those things out of it, like it really loses the vitality of the art form. Like it's really important to me. There is something really punk rock about, you know, about what you do and, you know, about, um, you know, the, the aesthetic. And, you know, it's funny because... You said something, um, you know, Georgie and I saw you perform recently, and I'm, I'm not going to get into great detail about it, but there was like a, you know, problematic audience member, you know, oh, yeah. <laughs> who you knew, um, and, but you said something when we were talking about it later, um, that like, you have this attitude of radical inclusivity. In yeah, I love that. You know, and it just... I, I love your, your philosophy of performance, you know, it's just like... I really believe in how it is it actually is and anyone who like wants to see it I mean radical inclusivity is actually like a term that I borrowed from Burning Man I actually it's like part of their philosophy but I one I really embrace and I recognize immediately because I do believe in the transformative power of performance you know Mm -hmm. that like and you know I actually call like lately I mean we can this is like a whole sidebar we could get into but just like you know, I feel like I'm protecting the unsafe spaces where this sort of transformation can happen because it's about giving permission for people to kind of like act maybe a a little too crazy or maybe a little too things, but but it's like because I can handle it as a performer because it's fine. You know, it's like, it's like you can, you can hold space for people to go through these things. And eventually, of course, like if they're making a ruckus and disturbing the show, Mm -hmm. they have to go. But like within... You know, it's Austin, like, yeah. I mean, you know, from London, I mean, that's how all of London nightlife operates, it, right? Like, it's, it's a fine line. And, and you want of, people to like my, let loose. Yeah, and, and a lot of my favorite moments in a performance, and I, and I actually noticed Ryan have quite a few of them as the dandy that. Um, the as night that she was as a host, yeah, she was going a bit crazy. Like sometimes when something you'd have a plan, which always happens because that's live theatre, that's live show, there's always the going to be something. But often when something goes wrong or if someone's rowdy or something, the coolest, funniest shit comes out of it. Totally. Yeah. You know, like, like suddenly there's because it's a real moment. It's they're completely unrehearsed. You have to yeah. do something, and I can't even remember. I remember the, the thing I, you were like Ryan was saying something hilarious, and I was like crying with laughter because it was just <laughs> perfect reaction to what was going on, and and that's what keeps like the well, he energy was being alive. A, a real yeah. pro yeah. and making yeah. it entertaining, and, and like, some people and getting you could through see it. Could, could get distracted. That's what. That's why like I was cringing at some points when she was getting raucous because there were some performers that you, could, you could tell that they, it was going to throw them or they were trying really hard to stay in which is another skill to stay in your moment yeah, yeah. so that's so, so to push through that's another thing then but there was also like you guys like would like reward her with some some sort of gift of what she was bringing to you guys yeah, no, the, it, it and was it like, makes it yeah. like it makes it interesting exciting yeah no if yeah. you can feed off that and make yeah. it entertaining and take control of it that's and she was clearly beautiful. she's clearly a dancer right because i was seeing her the, the way she was moving i was like i was like that's a performer right at first i just yeah. thought she was an amazing performer yeah i didn't realize she might have got a bit 
I'm taking a bit too much of something. Yeah, but, you know, but this happens all the time. Like, and for me, I'm like, oh, well, it's just like that, whatever. It happens sometimes yeah, that course. people go a little too far because they feel so free. Yeah. And, you know, and that's like the real gift of it. Like, that they, that they come there and they're like, I'm so free. Like, they feel like yeah. there, that, was some, there was something great. It, it gives there was them permission. It's right, you know, well. yeah. It's very yeah. beautiful. It's, it's, it's exuberant enjoyment of things, you know. And, May have crossed a line, but whatever. You know, it's like <laughs> I loved that that um, what you said, like you know, radical inclusivity, and 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 also like that punk rock aspect of it, like punk rock shows. You know, it's yeah. like there there was like you know there could be like you know a mosh pit, and there could be like real violence going on. But it's you know? also an and outlet for people. Like that's yes, a release. Yes, it's for a release. Them, you know, it's like it's giving them permission and you go in to knowing feel that feel really free. You know, yeah. And so, like, however that happens, you know, is, uh, I think, really important I do, in the too. World, I mean, you know? oh, my God. I mean, like, the world is so fucking crazy right now. Yeah. And, you know, it's, uh, like, I, I feel a little bit, like, adrift. You know, it's, like, I didn't expect, like, I, you know, you think, like, things are getting better. And you have, like, Obama as president. And all of a sudden <laughs> you have, like, this... This malevolent narcissist, you know, as president. I know, but, you, but we have. <laughs> <laughs> well, you are too. But everyone's like, referring. But you guys, like, we have to have, play the long game, you know? It's like, no, it's, it's, like, yeah. it's just going to be a little bumpy getting there. Yeah. It's like the bad boyfriend that you have to date to, like, uh, get to the keeper, you know? Oh, it's well, like, yeah. Oh, I, I really <laughs> do. I mean, like, I have put myself yeah, through I, the ringer. I have too many bad boys. <laughs> yeah. Bad ones to get to a keeper. But then it happens. I've, you get I've there been, eventually, you know? Like, I've been, at, like, and, yeah, I mean, I've been at it a really long time, and I'm just like... <laughs> What Don't the give up. Fuck Eric learns a bit slower than some of the rest of us. I did. I did. I haven't learned anything. It's about growth. It's just about growth. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to grow to the that point where I just true. don't torture myself with terrible, terrible choices that just haunt me. You know, it, like it's it's not fun. We're yeah. all learning. Um, uh, but that's, you know, so, like, it's funny you mentioned Burning Man. Like, there's this other documentary that I don't remember the name of, but, like, I made a film. It's why I moved to L.A. Um, it was um, uh, Pocahontas 2, Journey to a New World. I wasn't the director of that, but, like, they hired my friend John to direct the rotoscoping of that. And, you know, so, like, we we had a production with actors against a grid as reference for the animators. Anyway, he is a big proponent of Burning Man has been going since like the beginning and made a documentary about doing some sort of a production at Burning Man and his wife was involved and it ended up being like a chronicle of like a really difficult time in their relationship and I just and that's what was interesting I think he put it together <laughs> while he was AF, while he was at AFI mm-hmm. and it, to me it was like the best thing he ever did because I was just was like this is so true and yeah. so real and so brave, I you know, need to, to go like to, Burning Man. to show. Yeah, you, you do. do. I haven't been either, but it's let's do it. It's good. And, and it's that's good what I loved right about us naked <laughs> was it was so raw and real. It was and just, traumatizing doing it, honestly. Like I hated it. Like being, you could tell as you were sitting in the back like, of that. You were I fucking hated that having that van. much focus <laughs> on like yeah all the cracks because I was like my whole world is about fantasy. Why the hell do I want to show reality? You know, I was like, but that's, like, that's, the, most but that's the hardest really, thing for a performer, very, though, right? It's very punk rock to, like, yeah. pull, pull behind the curtain. Yes. It took a lot of discussion and a lot of negotiation, and there were many times, and this is why she actually is, uh, the director is 
super fantastic is because like there are many times like she'd be like okay here's like an edit like this is what I'm thinking the film is and I'd be like okay well if that's the film you're making we're I done I hate it yeah I was like then I we're good and I, I, like, hate, I hate you and, and so I'm blocking you we would do these like things and it was this whole process like we would show it to all our friends we'd get all this feedback and then I'd be like traumatized I'd be like I can't believe this is it like you know and then she kept listening each stage stage of it and she was like well what you're saying is going to require you to let me in more and I was yeah. like, okay. Yeah. So it was like, it really was this like whole negotiation of like that level of intimacy, you know? And then also like, you know, we were on the road. So like, she's like a mom, like she was like super mom vibes. Like she's a really great, wonderful human being. <laughs> but you know, we'd be like at like literally like in a hot tub and after party in Key West and she'd be like, oh, did you eat tonight? You know, like, <laughs> like you know, and we're like, um. <laughs> are you here to record us? Like, what is happening? Like, you know, like, this isn't going to work. And so we had to go through this whole other negotiation where we actually were, like, some of the students yeah. that she was hiring were, like, a little bit more able to finesse those situations. And we are like, look, if you want the tour stuff, you need to send, like, the, the younger, like, camera person, like, with us. And she, and she did. Like, she paid, wow. you know, for, for one of her students to follow us for, like, two weeks, you know, just, like, in the back of the truck. Like, so you know, it was it was a whole negotiation to get to that level of of. What happened with the film? I, I love it. I think it's brilliant. Yeah. Did, did it? Um, did it do festivals? Did all the festival? It did a bunch of festivals. Yeah. Did a bunch of stuff. Yeah, and she's working on some other she's great projects really too. She's wonderful. It's it's just really really well made. Yeah. I loved it. I mean, weirdly, the film did get derailed by the divorce because like one of the last screenings. Like, kind of towards the end. It was, I guess it was wrapping up almost a year and a half, maybe two years of kind of doing festivals. And then we went to one, and it was, like, right at that point where we had, like, ended things. But then we had, like, I'd been like, I don't think this is over. I think we should try. And then he was like, no. And then immediately after that, literally, like, three days later. And then three days later, (laughs) we went from London. We went from London, like, where we had been performing together for two weeks, and he was in this other show, too, at the time. And I was like, we should be working on this. This isn't dead yet. And he was like, no. And I was like, okay. And then we literally had to meet in Key West to do a screening. And it was, like, horrible. It was like, I mean, I just drank a whole bottle of Prosecco in the back by myself. Like It was just, like, your whole (laughs) life mocking you on a big screen. Like, you know, just, like, and we weren't talking. And, like, the director didn't know that we, we, we had to share a room together, you know. And, like, no one knew, like, what was going on. You know, yeah. like, we, we we pretended like we were still together. It was just, like, yeah. one of the worst things in my oh. life. Like, yeah. I will say that yeah. if... So I think that's kind of what film, happened to the film, honestly, is that we just sort of, like, If the film lost had incorporated because, your breakup, it would have made more sense. Because right. it really seemed it was... <laughs> it was heading that way. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, it, I, and you're both... I mean, I was surprised he proposed. You're both beautiful artists. <laughs> yes. I Because mean, I was like, are we breaking up or I'm, are we getting married? I'm surprised you accept it. Right? <laughs> you know, it's just like... Thank I, you. You don't I, even... That, where have you it, been it all my life? It doesn't show you <laughs> saying... Why won't you, you say that? I, it doesn't show that you saying yes. yes. <laughs> it doesn't show you saying yes. It just shows you just like having being overwhelmed with emotion when yeah. you propose. Yeah. And I'm sure... Which was here in LA at Lucia Baboom sh- of all things. I'm sure that both yes and no were going through your mind and it was public no they weren't I was like oh my god he's finally ready oh okay mm, <laughs> see I know <laughs> I mean 
uh, he seems amazing, and you guys seemed amazing. He's a good person. We, and it, like, we you, were very, you were on he a was journey very together. Young. Yes, we did, and we did it. We went really far, you know. And like, he he is a wonderful person. I learned so much. Yeah. And yeah, it was like we had we did have a really you grew good up run. together. We did, and you he really was did. and he was young. He was even younger than me. Uh-huh. So like, you know, I really felt for him, kind of like needing to live more life. You know what I mean? Like I. I definitely felt like... I think you took him on a journey. You yeah. You know, like, that he might not have gone on otherwise. No, he wouldn't have. No, he definitely um, wouldn't have. You, you have a vision of where you're going, and you haven't strayed from that. And you brought him along mm-hmm. for the journey for a little part of it, and now Evil Height Monkey is making his own way in life, I'm he sure. Is. Um, well, you've told me. A also, can bit. we stop talking about him? Yeah, like, my life saying. is so. I was just about to say no, that. No, it really, no, it really, it really is. I just literally just yesterday. I know. Watched the saw movie. the movie. I know. At, at your suggestion, which is also which I'm like, glad I did. I'm glad it's I did. It's really it sad though. So this is like got me some insight years. into you. This is 14 years of material I'll never perform again. This is like a big loss. Like this, like literally severing that bond was one of the hardest things I've ever had to do. But one of the things that I think is great, and you articulate this in the film. You know, it's like, okay, like, while you were working with him, all of your artistic choices had to be modulated yeah. and calibrated to something that would work with him and something that he would also sign on to. Yeah. Now you don't have to do that. Yeah. You know, it's just like, you're, you're your own solo performer. You're your own creation. Yeah. Trixie Little can be, you know, you can also, drag Ryan Leslie Fisher yeah. all, along for the ride for well, a second. Well, also... That you're not going to get married. Well, you know, it's like, but you can do magic together on stage. You know, exactly and you know? also it's like well because I don't know if you were aware that what preceded that whole career was actually Fluid Movement in Baltimore which is a non-profit Fluid Movement yeah so this is a non-profit that I founded in Baltimore to do synchronized swimming and roller skating well it became first it was synchronized swimming I got out of college and I just wanted to be in a Busby Berkeley movie all the time and so I was like, and, and, I'm... and that bitch was dead. <laughs> but Busby Berkeley hadn't been making films for a long time, so you had to create it yourself. Exactly. <laughs> so I, so it, it was like, you know, I basically got out of college with a painting degree, and I was like, that's the least effective way. Painting. To... Yeah, that was my mm-hmm. background was in painting. Wow. Okay. So I was a visual artist. So to answer your first question, way back when. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's all coming full circle. I... That's how this works. I had a painting degree. I okay. could not count to music when I got out of school. I had not oh, taken not a dancer, not dance, not music, not visual nothing. artist. I was wow, a visual artist, and then, um, but I was like immediate. But I never thought I was like really a painter. I just knew that I was very visual, and I wanted a traditional foundation in art. Yeah. So I got that, and then I was like, that's like the least effective way for me to communicate with people. Like I really wanted to be in people's faces, like. Like actually, and you them. can certainly and, 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 and all of your work uses an incredibly visual element. Yeah, you know, like so it's the, all in yes, there. It's all it baked is. in, right? Yeah, yeah. So then, but then I started this this group to do my crazy synchronized swimming fantasies. How do you do that in public? Where like well, in, where's in the swimming? swimming pools? Like, so I, <laughs> how do you do synchronized swimming? <laughs> well, we use swimming pools. So, <laughs> but it was but also, it's not it easy to do as big, like a, as like a performance <laughs> thing. It's like yeah, you have it's to, hard, to yeah. get people to come to you in the yeah, pool. Yeah, and also my idea for it was that YMCA's it would be more comedic. That it wasn't just dancers. It was like regular people. Like you would be in it. You know, like I'm a literally swimmer, doing. Baby. See, I, mean, I, I, I wasn't not being dismissive. I'm just saying that. Like anybody, anybody could be in it. Like that was the idea. Was that it was 
radical inclusivity. It was like I was the second can... fastest swimmer. In, <laughs> Is that in, true? I was in my league in New York City. Do you City. want to start a synchronized swimming troop here? Well, and, you're definitely uh, I know in how. I, but, no, I'm not synchronized swimming, but I was a sprinter. I, you oh, know, like, yeah. I, I, you know, I. Well, you got. But the, you can learn. You're buoyant at least. I, I'm a fantastic Boy. swimmer. Yeah. I'm, great, I'm good at doggy paddle. People see how I have <laughs> let myself deteriorate. I was not making fun of No, 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 but, but, but people do, and they're like, they're like, oh, I'm sure I could beat you in a race. I'm like, no, you can't. And then I, uh, I'm still a you very good sprinter. Yeah. Well, it's hard. <laughs> you know, it's a sport. Synchronous swimming is like I, a really hard sport. Swimming is, yeah. Is a, is, yeah. No, I used to Well, I we had a slight disadvantage because only in Baltimore that you get about six weeks to practice. That's exactly, it. Exactly, yeah. So it was like, really, it was just like sink or swim, literally. We'd get like six weeks every summer in a public pool, but it was like inviting, like literally talking my neighbors, coworkers, like anybody into being in it. And then, so I did that for a long time, and then I... You know, through that, like, I got good at performing, right? Like, I was, like, making everybody else's movie star fantasy come true, and I was like, I still have my own, you know? And I started getting burnt out of on doing it for so many other people. Like, it was, it became, you know, a nonprofit. I was a community organizer. I got tons of training in community organizing. It was radically selfless, and you needed to <laughs> it bring it really back. It was really fun. Well, yeah, but you get to that point, right? Yeah, yeah. where you have to, like, I had to, like, that was when, you know, right around the time that I met Monkey and we started dating. And he was in a few fluid movement shows. And then that was like, you know, but he actually had come from a musical theater background. He had done all this training. Like, he he was knew way more than I did about that stuff. And I was like, well... Yeah, he started as a child, much like George. I mean, I've just literally been fueled on raw passion, I guess, most of my life. And then along the way, because I'm, I can be really disciplined because of the passion... You know, I eventually have gotten there, you know, but it's all as an adult, which like almost no one believes, but it's true. Did uh, your Carmen puppet show precede Fluid? That was the first thing I did as Fluid Movement. Oh, so, really? yeah, so you the first thing that. I did, okay. Was Carmen? Carmen the Hot Dog Opera. <laughs> 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 Trixie has this love for animals. Was it puppets? I do, animals. Puppets are... Hot dog puppets? Yeah, so I would, oh like, I, I would like take electrical tape and tape, like, tofu hot dogs, because they're a little more rubbery, they have more... Yeah, elasticity. <laughs> it's cruelty free. Yeah, so like they like go on little sticks. I made these like elaborate costumes for them, and like I would put little pin eyes and cut their mouths out, and then they would do like we edited this whole version. My friend was a great sound designer, and it was like literally like a symphony doing the Oscar Mayer Wiener song with like the overture. And then it was like, <laughs> oh my gosh, so there was like this whole thing. It was like, and my dad and I made the puppet stage together, and it was like it was then three acts, and it was all oil painted sets. They were very beautiful oh my gosh yeah it was Love really it. very tactile experience but this that's like the Baltimore? art background yeah Love. so that was like when I had the idea to do the synchronized swimming thing because I was so naive about it I was like well, let's just do it and and like everyone was like like in three weeks and I was like oh right like okay that maybe not be realistic so like I basically like that first summer like I got out of school and I was like i did all the legwork like I actually met a few like organizations that ended up helping me and I met, met like the friends of Patterson Park like these people that like you know influential people but then I had to wait until the following season to do it and in that time I was like well I might as well do this puppet show idea that I have because I 
at the time I was really interested in like high and low brow like that was like my comedy was all about so it was like the opera and the hot dogs were just like I yeah love that. perfect I love that concept I, be- I began <laughs> my, my first show was an opera so oh I began, really I began an opera yeah so yeah. she so Carmen I, I basically just went to the library and listened to operas until I recognized one and then I was Carmen's like Carmen's a good one and I was like this is the one I recognize and then I like researched it and then like yeah I had to like pare it down to like a 10 minute version but you know she gets stabbed with a Fork by Escamillo, and then she squirts like blood I everywhere. I have actually performed and then these Vienna opera as well. Cherubs come out. I played Aeneas and Dido and Aeneas with like you a did? Um, Baroque orchestra. Well, it's so. When I was seventeen. I love opera because it is so melodramatic, right? It's like I love over the top, like. I love that form of expression where it's like, and I mean, that's very burlesque too, right? I mean, burlesque is really about parody and it's about like poking holes in things and, and sort of like, yeah, any, any over-exaggerated, like I'm like, we're performing, we're doing a performance. Well, that, like, yeah, that was, that was the, a little interlude of my story. Sorry. Yeah. The beginning, so I did Aida, the first show I ever did, I was five years old. Oh my God. And, um, Where and, was this? Um, so this was in Bromley at the Churchill Theatre. Up uh, Bromley, yeah, I think you Bromley. pointed you, it out when you, I was there. Yeah. You, you so I was just one of the kids in it that it. would sing and run around and dance and whatever, like I didn't have like a big role or anything. But at the end of the first act, Aida... Aida is not focused on a five-year-old. No, exactly. <laughs> but, wait, wait, I made it happen. Uh, so, <laughs> so at the end of act one, she's singing, I think it's like, the, like the, uh, the, her dad dies. It's like she has this like... Some big aria. Really, really like painful solo. And like she's in the spotlight by herself on stage. And on press night, I just ran on stage. <laughs> and oh I God. lay in front of her, five-year-old Georgie, with a fan, I just fa- I posed and fanned myself in front of Aida while she's... Oh, my God. Perfect. Oh, my and God. And no one could, like, run and grab me and take me off the stage because, you know... Because it was too perfect? Because they were like, no, because they, then it would make and them see. And Georgie is still stealing focus with abandon. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> that, that, that was when, that, yeah, my mum was so like... Funny. My mum went up to the director, like, I'm so sorry. And they're like, no, she's a star. We loved she's it. A star. <laughs> oh, my God, I love it. <laughs> That uh, that soprano will never work with us again, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Trixie, so how did you get from fluid into fluid movement into fluid burlesque? Movement. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so because of all of that research and those years, I I was always kind of like and all, and all of it. So I met like this. I met the other major players in fluid movement, which like one had a theater background and one had a dance background, and so and I had the visual background. So like together we like actually made it happen. So like by that point it wasn't just me, it was like the three of us. Mm -hmm. And like we just we were always like looking for weird new genres. Like we were taking polka classes, we were taking like whatever. Like we were always whatever weird thing that we could like think of and fine learning like new skills is the best Polka yeah. is like your alpine fetish we were like well no well that's eastern european but oh, okay. it's that came later yeah there's a different okay. i was thinking as well like my mom my mom's polish polka yeah well there's a big polish community in baltimore yeah. so there's like a lot of oh yeah of course polka yeah. stuff all the time and i actually did i really did actually write a proposal to take fluid movement to burning man way back in the day with polka dome, like I wanted it all polka all the time, oh my all, gosh. all polka dotted well, outfits, that would be like <laughs> <over very well. laughs> perfect polka dot outfit. 
outfit that looks like you're dressed okay, right well, now. The yes. dream's not dead, just saying we could always do it. Oh no, we, we have to do it when Ryan and I first go to Burning Man. I have active. I have actively avoided Burning Man, but under the right circumstances, I would go. Under the polka Well, it's funny because I just recently have gone. I just had my second time going. One of the reasons I never went was because being on the East Coast, it was so hard to get there. Like, it was such a pain in the ass. Anyway, probably not going to go down a Burning Man rabbit hole. I'll go back to the other question about... <laughs> I know, we're very good at tangents here. I know. Because, like, that's a whole rabbit hole. Like, I don't want to spend the next 10 minutes. We needn't. We needn't. We needn't. Yes, we needn't. We're getting um, into burlesque. So, it, it was, like, around that time, we were, like, always, like, looking for weird things. And, like, you know, it, it, it was just, like total exploration casting it up really wide and I had got I had started taking like I went to a high flying trapeze class and then I and then there was like actually a woman teaching what is called low flying dance trapeze which is kind of like more of a modern dance thing Mm -hmm. but like you know I I was a clown like I was not like my version of modern dance like she'd be like we're gonna start on the floor and explore the apparatus and go to the top and come to the bottom and I was like great and I was like I'm a chicken hatching out of an egg. And And now, like, I will mount. But you find you find a way to meet. Yeah. Yeah. Your conception and their, um, you know. Yeah, but like most of my philosophy is about just being an asshole and seeing what I can get away with. So it's like, (laughs) and you do it beautifully. (laughs) (laughs) But like, I I like working within. Like, I like doing it within what. You know, it's like, it's like, I'm still following the rules, but like, just barely, you know, like, there are no rules. No, and you know what, I was just having this creative conversation about, with a filmmaker. I still haven't answered the question. This morning, on my way here, I was on a conference call um, about a film that I'm making, and we, we were talking about, like, when you, when you're breaking the rules, like, it's, I think it's important to like, know what the rules are, you know, and understand them, and break them deliberately and with purpose. Totally. You know, and like, and I think that's what you're talking about. You know, yeah. it's just like within a context of burlesque or circus or theater or whatever, you're going in with a philosophy and like you want to do something different, but it has a purpose to it. It has yeah. a philosophy behind it and a creative direction. It's to uh, well, it. I can't even say that it has a philosophy because I feel like so much of well, it has been purpose. instinct. It's been instinctual. You know what I mean? It's been like. Um, it's not like I it, so like when I when I first found out about burlesque oh yeah I mean, even, it's not a design from yeah. the beginning like because you're finding your way on yeah your it's like it's not like I ha- had it in mind I will say that getting into burlesque I feel like was influenced by my grandparents weirdly because they were nudists. Oh my god! Oh my god! Your grandmother was one of my the, favorite parts the of best. the movie. I mean, I she just when she she's like, you know, she's like. Beatrice, maybe she called you Beatrice uh-huh. or whatever she called you. I don't. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. um, but she was like, "We love shiny things. We both love shiny things." And I, is she still with us? No. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, well, as Tell what, me about, as one's grandparents, grandparents do, but like, yeah. But she, it, it was beautiful that she was captured in the in it was. documentary. She's also like my nearest dearest. I mean, she taught me how to sew how to blow bubbles, how to fly kites, and she sat me down and told me what, how my vagina worked. She was like... She seemed to be like the, the, creative, the creative light. She was like, you have a vagina, boys have penis. <laughs> like, she literally was like, when I was in second grade, she sat me down and had that conversation. I was like, okay. 
I was like, well, I promptly went to school and told everyone else how it worked, but... <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. You know, and whereas You're your welcome. parents mm. were just, like, kind of actively, like, trying to, uh, like, uh, uh, like, okay, like, this is what she's doing. It's great. Like, it was a you struggle know, for like, them to get it, on board with it. It's a little yeah, bit... Yeah, it's you, a struggle. <laughs> it, you could see that struggle, but... With, but but she was like on board from no, the get No, we got each other. I yeah, mean, I will I say that, that I've I found that I think things skip a generation like that sometimes. Like often, yeah. Right? So I agree. I yeah, agree. like so she so they were like very free spirits, but also like not crazy. Like they were, they never drank. They were Baptists my whole life. Like never they drank. they went what? to church every every <laughs> Sunday. Sober. They never did drugs. <laughs> yeah, but they were also square dancers. They got really in, so she made matching outfits. Oh. for her and my granddad like that were like really epic like mashing outfits like crazy I'm sure they were shiny they were very shiny I mean when I was a ki- when I was a kid like she would have she had like a closet door like that and it was like it had a net that was like up to about like halfway and the whole thing was filled with petticoats and I would literally get a chair and like climb over inside and just like get into yeah, it out. Yeah. yeah but she was just like she was like both but she was like not a glamour person like that's what's so weird is that like she what didn't wear a lot of makeup she wasn't like that person she just could make all these beautiful things yeah and And they did dance and they had a motorhome and they would travel literally for square dance things and but they were also gone half the year so when I was in college I I was like I was broke and I was like okay it was my final semester and I was going to school in Baltimore but I was like they lived outside DC but I was like they were like well we're leaving for the winter if you want to live here for free and I was like okay didn't have any choices at that time. It was a commute, but I was like, okay. So I was living there, and of course, like, it was so boring. Like, I just went through everything in the house, and, like, I found... <laughs> uh, you know, my grandfather was a photographer, so I found all the photos that he had taken, basically of the sexual revolution playing out in suburban Maryland. Wow. Like, it was, like, these crazy... And they were all on slides, you know? Like, it was, like... You know, so it was like this, this like filing cabinet of like all these slides. But then I would see like further ones back of like all my aunts and uncles like young, naked, everyone running around like, like at these like nudist camps they would go go to all the time. And literally everyone's just wearing shoes and they're like putting up a volleyball net or like you know like <laughs> totally naked, just shoes on, like repairing a boat. You I know, like see these it pictures. was like. These, yeah, like, I mean, Georgie really crazy declares photos. herself a nudist all the time. She's very free. It's my favorite thing. Being naked, naked in nature. <laughs> I'm not like in a community of nudists. It's just me. Well, you, you, right, you, you don't it. care if you're around other nudists. You're just like, I'm free with my body. You can decide. But also being naked in nature is like the best thing in the world, oh, it's right? it's my favorite. It's my yeah. favorite. I love peeing on plants. It's very me good too. for them. It helps them grow. Peeing yes. in the rivers, peeing yeah. in the ocean. I mean, yeah. I will say. The sun like, on my junk is like my favorite. I do. Yes. I do love of a nice um, skinny dipping. You it's know, the best. In the ocean, it is the best feeling in the world. It's the best feeling in the world. I want to, I want to, like, be, like, it's a really American thing that you hold onto the rope and you, like, swing into the lake. Yes. Yeah. I want to do that. I haven't done that yet as a nudist if anyone wants to arrange that for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> More than the East Coast. Welcome. More than <laughs> the East Coast, for sure. <laughs> Yeah, so they, like, they. I think that, like, she, she, they were a huge influence. And granted, like, they never really talked about it. Like, they just came home from that trip, and I found out that they had been at this nudist camp in Texas the whole time they were gone. And I was mm. like, I was like, what? 
like this like blew my whole conception of what grandparents even are you know like, I was like <laughs> I was like you were, going, you were going to church this whole time like I was like this is not what I thought was happening and yeah yeah so like no but they they were a big influence on me because I was like I just had that idea I mean to me they also had like a really long marriage like they were together you know mm. over 50 years and I was yeah. like and my grandmother was like I mean all unconditional love like she looks like the fat happy Buddha you know like the smiling one with a like big belly like that's what my grandmother looked like Legend. all the time so like to me I was just like and because she was so much unconditional love like I was like I, I loved her in the film I want what they have you know like it was like it she can she could handle anything it's like you know of course there's fucked up shit that happens in the family you know but she held it together like and when my grandfather got sick she was like she basically was like you guys are on deck now like no one else is taking care of him outside of this family you're doing it and she just like decided like I changed my grandfather's diaper like you know it was like intense mm. like she like was like but she was just also made it okay like she was like you're doing this this is what's happening he's mm-hmm. our family you're never giving up on him okay like she was yeah. just like got it and I was like okay yeah it was and intense, that's, and it's from a it very like, beautiful place totally because she that. was like she she was the best and she was so like she really always inspired me with play like she had like this she was a children's librarian and she always had like this epic collection of toys like and she was always like what do you like do you like this one do you like this one what kaleidoscope a yo-yo which one you know like what do you like and she anything I liked she would just like magnify you know Mm -hmm. it was like she just was on it all the time yeah I mean and so I like just in preparing for this and in, in talking to you like I just think you're a very brave, you know, soul, very, you know, intrepid artist. Brave sounds like a backhanded compliment. No, no, no. <laughs> I, no I just, I, okay, but really? I'm trying to say... Charismatic, talented, no, beautiful. <laughs> you're silent. No, no, I'm just... Putting all that shit Intrepid, intrepid. I'm trying to say, like, <laughs> like, you, you, like, you're forging your own path and, like... And, yes. And, go, and, and so part of the bravery is, like, you moved to Los Angeles two years ago. Yeah. Um, which, and so, and so... What what is it that you're doing now? Why? What's like the next step? Yeah, why did you do that? Why? I'm not saying why, but I mean it's like I mean obviously like okay you were yeah. you you had established a certain reputation and and in New York and you know and mm-hmm. you were performing around all around the East Coast. Now you've made the move to Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. What's what's the goal now? What what what's um. What's next for Trixie? Well, the goal's always been complete and total world domination, but... Yes. um, Amen, me too. It's in in progress. Well, I would say that, like, I was very surprised by LA because I didn't know much coming here. Um, I thought there would be more of a scene for me to kind of jump into, but I don't know why I thought that because I've always started my own scene. So, like, I don't know why I thought that. I I just did. And so it's been really a struggle. You know, I feel like it's been two years of just struggle because I didn't understand. I mean, my experience is that like, I didn't know that LA was such a city of artists, but I also didn't understand that they were so kind of emotionally shut down. (laughs) Yeah. So it's it's kind of intense being like around like the most artists I've ever been with. Yeah. But that like no one's really available like for art. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. it's like it's kind they of fucked with my mind. Things that going on in their head. Yeah, but I'm before. still yeah. like, remember who you are. You know, like we have a thing to do. 
like, you know, we need each other. We all have to get through it together. Like, so I, for, for me, I guess I'm, I feel like I'm doing a little triage, like where I'm like, the LA needs a scene. LA needs a community. I understand. I totally understand. I want to join your scene. I, no, I totally understand <laughs> that that perception, and I think that is it in time is it, it may not be accurate. Yes. Well, I think that in time you may discover kindred spirits who. This is what everyone said because everyone was like, "You will find time. your people," and it does take time, and so that's been fine because I'm like, okay, like great things are worth waiting for, you know. So I have been waiting this whole time. One of the things that you know, because I moved to LA, you know, uh, doing that film for Disney and. You know, with, with you know dreams and blah blah blah, but you know, and I you know it's been a roller coaster. I've worked, you know, I've made some films, I've done some theater, I've done some television. Um, you know, it's it's not been like the the uh, smoothest path or whatever. But one thing that I discovered early on is I I did find a community of artists who are doing their thing. I don't know that it's like. I, th I think it takes time to find them and to tap into that energy and to match it with your energy. Completely. Um, and I think that you're doing an amazing job of doing that. Um, but I, and I think that in time you'll find more. Well, I have. I mean, spirits. that's enter Ryan into exactly. the conversation because it was literally like instant where I was just like, oh, bam, we're ready. Let's go. Yeah, the tech rehearsal. It was like basically story. like done and yeah. done. Okay, we're going. Yeah. And, so it was like literally like finding Ryan the person who's ready to say artists, yes. Yeah. Know, who's doing his thing and finding kindred spirits and finding like yeah. ways to express and starting, you know, things you know, like Enemies of Dorothy and, you know, and getting involved with different, you know, live theater and cabaret performances. And it's, it's not easy. It takes a lot of work. It's not always hugely rewarding. I mean, it's just... Uh, it is. It is from, no, it uh, is. from the audience. No, no, the it that you get so, definitely. Like, <laughs> what I what I found is that there are people like definitely like Ryan Heffington and other people that I've yeah. that I've interacted with who are like they're here for a reason because like they. But you know, it's also it's that thing jobs. that also that like I feel like part of our job for each other is that like we're mirrors for each other. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that like it's like I'm like, what do I want to see, and like what do I see in you? You know, it's like what potential do I see in you, like and how can I help that? And that's what my I, honestly what I got from my grandmother, you know, where she was just like, what is the thing that you love the most? Like I'm gonna magnify that, like for you, you mm -hmm. know, because I can. And it's like, and so it's like, it, it feeds there itself. There are people so it's like in Los Angeles that are on their entirely self-interested journey and they don't give a fuck about anyone else and they're not very helpful. But <laughs> yes. there are, there are people who are, you know, like jumping in and out of bigger mainstream things. And Absolutely. Like maybe well, they're so this choreographing is, okay, a big so here's, tour. So, okay, so this, or, is, so this is a bit, a bit of the vision, right? Yeah. Is that like I because I want the bigger work too? Yeah. But to me right now, I see that there's a void because there's not that what I call the launch and landing pad, like to to like the place that you can go back and incubate. Like I had this a lot in New York where it's like, and this is what I think we're trying to start with the show. Yeah. Is that like you know talented people need a place to work work through these ideas mm -hmm. and to be on stage with an audience and to like learn these things and to stay connected to 
the essence of what we're doing and why we do it and why we love it, you know, and that, that to me comes through so much through live performance. So it's like, you know, yes, I want all the other work, but like right now it's like the launch and the landing pad of like the place that you can always come back to the place. that's your clubhouse, the place that's your home that you can experiment and like be and like, just be like, what the fuck? I'm just going to try this. Like, you know, because that's so much of how New York works because there's actually totally. less money you know, so it's, like, people, like, actually do it more for the love there, and, like, we were all, like, in it together, and it was, and so that's, like, a little bit of what I need in L.A. right now. To like, me, like, I can only speak from my own experience. When I, when I moved here and I met people like Kitty McNamee and Bubba Carr and Ryan Heffington and, you know, other people, you know, and I saw that there was this underground community of, like, doing things... And they had companies like Hysterica Dance Company and Psycho Dance Show and these things that would they would collaborate and you I would be, you know, invited to go see like crazy, incredible performances like under Los Angeles Bridge and with a crane and people yes. like dangling. That's the stuff. You know, just like doing yeah. like fabulous stuff. And I was just like, I didn't know this, I didn't expect this in yeah. Los Angeles. And it, it was inspiring. Well, the good news is is that I love I only pick weird cities. First of all, I'm just going to say that. So, L.A. is deeply weird. Yes. Which is... <laughs> That's why we're here. Which is why we're all here. So, like, I mean, yeah, like, it's like, I mean... I, so, but I've been learning about the city, too, yeah. the character of the city. But, like, the fact that it, it does embrace... Um, true creativity. It really does. I mean, that's but that's what well, I've also felt like, you know, it's been really frustrating for me because I've never performed less in my life than I have these last two years. But I've also been like, well, it's an investment. Like, I'm making an investment yeah. in, in, in being here. Totally. Because, you know, because I believe in it and also because, like, I want to work with a certain caliber of artists. Like, that's, like, the main thing. I mean, that was why I moved to New York, too, is that, like, I want to work with a certain caliber of performer. Like, certain people that can speak language like on a higher level yeah so those are all here like the talent here is ridiculous you know and but it's also like no one has a way to like a way in a way to do anything with it and i and to me like cabaret is so accessible and like it's so because it's short form theater it's diy it's a little bit punk it's like it's like Mm -hmm. all these things it's like to me it's like a really it's just like it's just like it should just be like the thing that we just always have and go to so even though of course i have bigger dreams and i have huge like i have what i call cabaret theater shows that i actually care a lot about that i think are going to be movies and things like that but like right now all my focus is building on is on building that cabaret community to and I think the you're, launch you're and the landing pad. You know? doing like, that. You are you are you're creating your own community, and I think as you do that, I'm my hope for you is that you uh, discover other people who are like minded who are doing that thing too. Me, yes. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Tag, you're it. You guys are all in it. You're all yeah, in no, it. Absolutely, <laughs> and, and because it, yeah, because that's that's what. Um, that that's how we sustain ourselves as artists, you know. It's like and yeah. finding community and all of that. Well, and we all need each other. Like we can only get through this together. Mm-hmm. I mean, to go totally. back to your Trump thing, where I was like, I was like, oh, it's gonna be a bumpy ride, but we're gonna get there. But like we all, again, I think just need to remember what's really important and and to help each other. Like it's really like, you know, you can only go as fast as the slowest person. Totally. Right. So it's like, all right, well, then you can just relax a little bit and be like, all right, well. <laughs> we'll get there eventually. Well, the sky's <laughs> the limit, Trixie Little. And you're uh, so charming and supportive and love. open and loving. And it's, it's a, 
a treat Joy to talking. chat to you. No, oh, before before we wrap you. up here, totally. Where can we find you? Like, you have Us Naked is on Amazon. Is that? Yeah, yes. so you can so rent it. it. I'm watching it tonight. I rent it. You can it. rent it. You can email you can me your it. thoughts about the dissolution <laughs> of a. And we can find you at it's, it's Trixie, TrixieLittle.com. Yeah. Uh, but you're also. I on actually Instagram. work on my website, you guys. I actually do. It's actually up to, it's, it's actually a great website. Actually, it's a really good website. A lot of good photos. I five. It's it's my repository for all the things I've done. Fantastic. But uh, at Trixie Little on Instagram. Yeah. Um, and your podcast. Oh yes, I have a podcast. We podcast, didn't even go they into would that. Love to probably. What's check it called? Out. It's called Viva la Renaissance. Viva la Renaissance. Yeah, and it's wow. about initiating a golden age of enlightenment through the arts. Okay. Ooh. Cabaret performance, and it's also about talking how the sausage is made, like how artists do it. Artists and eccentrics who have followed their dreams. So. Yeah. Okay. So if yeah. you want to delve Love. deeper into that, definitely check that out. Yeah. And, and then boys. also, Ryan, we are doing our show, our which show. is like... Yes. See you all on Thanksgiving, guys. Yes, yeah. The we down will all be there. Downtown Los Angeles. And yes. you're also it's upcoming shows at Free Club. We're, we're also calling it You're Welcome. Because the Thanksgiving well, show you is, should be grateful that welcome. we're doing this. <laughs> yes, should be. You are very welcome. <laughs> you're very, very welcome, welcome to be listening to her right now. We're just like, uh, and this is a big experimental, crazy project that will be really fun to see what happens. Love. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Love you all.